created live on Fireside. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to YNS Live with my guest, Stephanie Morum. How are you, Stephanie? Thank you for having me. I am super excited to have Stephanie. As you guys always know, I love inspirational stories. I love when people are doing good in the world and making a difference. I had Stephanie on Your Next Stop, which is my podcast, uh, a long time ago, right, Stephanie? Uh, probably like springish, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say because you are, it was episode 74. So you guys can always go and check out, you know, I am com or any of the podcast players for your next stop. And it is there. But Stephanie takes us through her whole journey of how she, uh, founded Good Girl Gone Green, which she's going to get into. Um, but I'm really pumped because Stephanie has started a podcast, which I <laughs> I think I said to her, like, I was like, you need to start a podcast. But she was doing so many other things that she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So welcome to Fireside. Thank you. It's my first time. I know. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for you to be here. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to kind of dive into a little bit I want you to kind of tell the listeners here on Fireside, but I also want people to go back and listen to you know your original episode because that was a fun one. But I would love for you to tell us a little bit about Good Girl Gone Green and kind of how that came about, like you know, like the little short script of it, if you can do that. So how I got started with Good Girl Gone Green was literally we were living in the States for about four years. We were watching Food Inc. And as we're watching Food Inc., I got super emotional. If you have not watched that movie, I suggest you watch it. It just opens up your eyes to the food system, our food system. So I'm watching and I'm upset. And when the movie was over, I'm like, I'm done. I am not eating conventional meat. Like this is finished. And um, that kind of was the turning point. Like I used to recycle and all that kind of stuff. And that was great. But this was like my turning point. So that led me down a rabbit hole. You know, when she researched food, it led me to, I was pregnant with my daughter. So that was researching baby stuff and then researching my deodorant then researching, researching all these products um, because I was living in the States and my husband was working and I was on a sabbatical from work. So I had time to spare. And so I'm doing this research. And then while we were living in the United States, a friend of mine, kind of like you did, Juliet, you should start a podcast, which she said, you should start a blog. I said, absolutely not not happening. I am not starting a blog. I don't write. I have no desire to write or anything like that. So not going to happen. I ended up starting a blog and the name came about because I was deciding between that one and another one. And my husband bought me a podcast, a uh, podcast, an iPad <laughs> for my birthday. <laughs> so he bought me an iPad and then he engraved good girl gone green on the back. So that's kind of how I ended, like, ended up. I'm glad I did. The other name is great that we had, but, um, I think I like this one better. Good girl. I love Good Girl Girl Green. And it's really what you do. I mean, so if you guys, I have um, Stephanie's podcast kind of going through the uh, fortune cookie there. But if you want to go over to her Instagram, Good Girl Gone Green, she gives you a lot of different, uh, I mean, so many tips. There's times actually where I like find myself and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I find myself watching each of your reels and being like, oh yes, I can do that. Okay. Yes. I'm going to do that. And get a little, like all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I've watched like 15. I got to stop. <laughs> they're so good though. And you're so good at them. And just for everyone to know, they're just a, they're, they're about living cleaner and greener and different things that you can do. But Stephanie makes it so 
simple is what I love. So like for the busy mom like myself, who I, I say that I am, you know, I'm very environmental. I actually in my old town in Connecticut, I used to run the environmental group. Actually, I used to do puppet shows for the kindergartners. I used to teach all like, you know, the three R's for the second graders and, you know, all the way up and the first graders. We used to go to the compost places. I mean, so I would say that I have a pretty good knowledge. However, as we all know, when you're busy, you have a family, um, it, some things that were important for you, you know, to you before don't always come about. Like, okay, guys, stop using 10,000 paper towels. Like, I'm going to punch someone in the face. Like, you just dried your hand and you threw that out. Like, that's so bad, right? Like, so then you're fighting with your kids about certain things like that. And Stephanie really makes it where it, it makes it easy to follow. So I'm again, I think I said this to you in my first podcast. Like I love that about you. You really make it very re- relatable. You don't shame people because I feel like sometimes people, and no offense, but and I think you know this too, but sometimes people that are very environmental or very passionate about things, sometimes when they come across, they come across as shaming or like lecturing and you don't, you make it fun. You really do. Thank you. I mean, there's definitely times and moments when I might... <laughs> be a little bit more aggressive, (laughs) depending who I'm talking to. But yeah, I think that was like the whole premise. Like once I really, really, really honed in on what I want to do, what I wanted to do, it just became, well, when I first started living green, I was that person. I was like, did you know you can recycle that? Do you know that you can do this? Do you know? And and people were like, "Um, tone it down a notch there, please. Like a little aggressive. And that was before I started my blog. And so that I'm glad that experience happened because it made me reflect. So when I started Good Girl Gone Green and really, you know, now that I've started my podcast, when I started writing more and, and like getting more, getting more seen on social media and like the different TV shows, interviews that I'm doing, it was all about what are the small things that somebody can do to live green, but they don't have to be overwhelmed, you know, because it is overwhelming. I jumped right in. I was like, I'm getting rid of everything. I I had the time, but I know most people don't. They don't have time to sit on their phone and research. They don't have time to be like, well, what does this ingredient mean? Or is this packaging compostable? Or can I buy this in bulk? Or I can I what product should I buy or not buy? You know, like how can I live waste free and not buy anything and create my own waste free kit doing that? So I think it can be overwhelming for people. So that was kind of my idea. Is like, how about I show them simple steps? And I know it can be repetitive, like make sure you have your reusable bottle, but I think it's it literally like banging it into someone's head so they eventually don't forget their reusable bottle or they don't forget their reusable bag or they bring their coffee mug with them when they go to the coffee shop. And they're all really simple and stuff. I'm like, doesn't everybody do this? Like, right. And then I realized that nobody, like really not everyone does this. For me, I'm like, what do you mean you don't bring a reusable bag and you take a plastic one? What do you mean you have a plastic water bottle? Like. I don't understand that because I'm just like, those are the basics of living green. But then I realized since not everyone does it, I just got to keep repeating that over and over again. So that someone brings their own stainless steel straw when they go out versus taking a plastic one. So that was kind of the whole thing, like guiding people to live more green without feeling overwhelmed. Um, which I love. Yes. Um, so I'm going to ask you, so you're holding your thing here, which I love, but you need to hold your microphone because it's rubbing against your oh, shirt. Sorry. Yeah, perfect. yeah, no, 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 no worries. <laughs> um, these are just little things that we learn when we're on it. But I mean, you really do. I mean, because that's the thing. I will, there's times where, you know, I, I think I have 12,000, um, you know, grocery bags because sometimes I forget to bring it because it's not in the back of the car. But I will, 
you know, and I'm fortunate enough that I'm able, I will just buy another one. So instead of, you know, getting the, the plastic bag, I mean, here in New York, we don't do the plastic anymore. Um, for the most part, they do paper, but I try to make it, you know, where it's like, okay, these are certain things that I want to make sure I am doing, right? So like, I always will, like when my kids go to school, you know, I think there was like times and not anymore because I know that it's just non-negotiable. They're like, mom, can't we just have a plastic bag? I'm like, what are you trying to kill the environment? Like, what are you, an asshole now? And they're like, oh, okay. Well, that's aggressive. Okay. And they're like, fine, we'll keep, we'll keep our reusable stuff. And I'm like, it, there's things that are negotiable and non-negotiable, right? Um, but right, there's like things that are not always easy and not always, you don't always think of it, right? You don't, it's not always top of mind and you do a really, really good job of doing that. So I just want to welcome everyone um, that's in, you know, wherever you're listening, um, definitely go follow Stephanie on Green Junkie Podcast or Good Girl Gone Green underscore, right? At, at the end, <laughs> right? Your underscore. I love to give people a platform to kind of tell what they're doing to make the world a, a better place or making a difference, even if it's small difference. And so I love that you had that blog. So I can't wait to actually hear the story of how the podcast came about. Cause I remember all those months ago where I said, I think you should start a podcast. And you're like, are you insane? I have a thousand things I'm doing. I can't do that. So uh, can you jump into how that came about? Was it like similar to the blog? Was it just people keep telling you and telling you? Well, I've kind of always had the back of my mind, like, I've seen people start a podcast. I'm like, that looks really cool. Maybe I should start a podcast. And then I would sit back and go, bad idea, Stephanie. Like, I am the type of person where I can procrastinate until I just really don't do something. And so I have like, I know that about myself. So when I start something, now that I've been in business, you know, as long as I have, you know, maybe five years ago, I would have started something and then been like, oh, I'm starting a podcast two episodes in. Yeah, I'm going to just end it, right? And that was my personality. And it is my personality. So I have to work really hard in the sense of when I start something, I have to know that I'm going to follow through and that nothing's going to stop me. So with the podcast, a lot of people say, oh, you should start a podcast. I'm like, yeah, no, like I know myself. I'm not going to want to record episodes, be forced to record episodes. I'm not going to want to do this. And it was actually my, um, I don't even know what to call her. I'm going to call her like my, my better half in my business. Um, she does everything in my business for me. She's not a virtual assistant. She's basically my, my COO and she was on vacation for two weeks. And when she was gone, I said, I'm going to write down all the things when you get back that we're going to talk about what we need to do to move my business forward. What are those ideas? And for some reason, podcasts kept coming in my head and I, I don't know why. I don't know why that kept coming in my head. Actually, let me backtrack. I know exactly why I got <laughs> into, started listening to crime podcasts. So I got super addicted in this, probably in like May or June, I walk every day and I would listen to two crime podcasts over and over again. And that's all I do. And I like, don't watch TV, nothing. I'm working, I'm listening to a po true crime podcast and like obsessed. And then I started seeing like, wow, like they do really well. And like, it's not just for fun. You can do a podcast. You can legit make money podcasting as well. Like people can make really good money podcasting um, as like another part of their business. Um, some people do it as a hobby and for fun, and that's great. But if I'm going to start something, it's not going to be a hobby. I'm doing it intentionally to help grow my business, right? So I'm listening to all these podcasts. And then when she was on vacation, she came back and I said, Alicia, I think I want to start a podcast. She's like, <laughs> what? I was like, I know. I'm just as shocked. And I think I'm excited about it. She's like, okay, let, let's figure this out. So she's already podcasted in the past. So she kind of knew the steps to take. And I said to her, I said, when I started my blog, it was kind of a shit show, right? It was kind of like, I'm starting a blog. Someone put it together for me. I don't know what I'm doing. 
So when I started the podcast, I didn't necessarily want it to have to be perfect, but I wanted intent behind it and just not throw something together and hope it sticks on the wall. Like I wanted to make sure I had a graphic. I wanted to make sure I had a good name I was going to keep. I wanted to make sure that every Tuesday my episode goes out. You know what I mean? And I wanted to make sure that like I had stuff planned out. It didn't have to be perfect, but like, okay, once my, what, what's the flow of my podcast, you know? So I have a blog post that goes up. There's transcripts that go with it. Um, there is the podcast episode within the blog post. There's a graphic made, um, all these things. I just wanted to make sure that was lined up before I left. Yep. And I know tons of people launched their podcasts and they're just like, went on Canva, made like a stick man. And like, that's their podcast cover <laughs> and that's fine. But I did that with my blog. So I knew going forward with my green junkie podcast that I wanted intent behind it. So that's kind of how it got started. It took longer than I wanted to get it started. But again, part of my procrastination um, personality came out. But I was like, no more of this. We're just getting this done. So that's kind of how it came about. I'm the, I think it's I'm like on week three. I started with like five episodes. I think next week yep. will be like episode 10. Um, but it's good. It's just making me move. Me, be more disciplined honestly like I have to record my podcast like yes if I don't it's not up on Tuesday if I don't record today it's not going up right um, so that's kind of how I got started you know similar to the blog like no I'm not going to do this but with the podcast I just saw the potential whether it's from a financial side or not a financial side just that it's a completely different world right it's not a right. blogging world it's not a social media world and I also find there's some sort of I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, like not prestige. That's the wrong word, but people take you seriously when you podcast. You're yeah. a podcaster. That's so cool. Wow. Yes. Like, and and cool. a lot. But if, yeah. oh, I'm on Instagram. Oh, I'm on Instagram too. Right. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. Like, well, because it's it, a notch yeah. up almost. Well, because it's one of those things that a lot of people will say like, oh, I always wanted to do that, but I didn't know how, so I didn't start. Like, I think, you know, you you know my journey and, and anyone that's listening that doesn't, I started a podcast in 2019 because I was like, I'm going to start a podcast because I needed a creative outlet. And when I first started it, it really was a, a passion project. It was really for me to be creative and tell um, personal journal stories. And then as the quarantine happened, I started interviewing people around the world for quarantine stories. And I fell in love with that. And then that just revamped into your next stop. And then that's when I was like, I'm going to make a business of this. And that's where the workshop came about. Um, so many different things came out of me being like, I'm going to start something and I'm just going to do it. But like you, um, I decided I wanted to have, you know, my cover art, I wanted to have things in place. And I knew that there was things I also wanted support on, I didn't want to do it all the time. James and I have actually talked to the James in the audience, um, who's a big podcaster and also has shows on here. Uh, There's different things that we love about podcasting. And there's different things like just like any job, right, that are, are work. And when you hit that, it's like, okay, what do I want to do here? Do I want to outsource that? Or do I want to figure out how to make it work in my, you know, in my world? And I think for a lot of people, it, it could be the either or, right? It could be either or. And it's just like any, any kind of job or any kind of passion or any, any kind of uh, purpose that you have in life. It really is, you have to find the things that you're really good at and really dive into that and then the things that you need support to, you know, figure out how you get support. Um, so I think that's great. And I love that you started it. Cause I think, I mean, I told you, I was like, this would be really relatable on a podcast. And 
again, there's so many people out there that are like, oh, I always wanted to start a podcast, but I don't know what I would talk about, or I don't know what I would do, I don't know how to do it. And it's one of those things that I say, sometimes you just need to start. Like, I love that you 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 were in business, so you had a blog and you knew that, okay, I'm going to use this intentionally for my business, right? You had, um, there's people like myself that first started it, and it was like, it's going to be a passion project. And then I realized, oh, wait, I'm actually really freaking good at this. I can make something into it. So I think there's just two schools of thought. But yes, it is very, it's, it's, and I know what you mean, like not the prestige, but there is something about being uh, in the podcast world because it is work and it is grit. And it is, uh, I mean, you have, it's not like, as you know, now that you're episode 10, it's not as easy as it kind of comes across in the front. You think, okay, you just do this. There's a lot of stuff that goes behind it. And when it is a part of your business or you're making it into a business, there's things that you have to do, right? You can't just throw it up. You have to be organized. So that's one of the things that I really, um, I, it's funny, I do actually enjoy about it. Like I enjoy getting all my, my fireside. That's why I love this platform as well, because now I can do my live show. So I have like a, a whole different aspect of my podcast and I can bring it to a whole different audience uh, and a whole, uh, not even just different audience, but just a, a broader audience. So I think it's awesome that you started. So what I want to ask you, like when you first started, what was the biggest challenge? Like what was the biggest challenge after you got your graphics and stuff like that, well, that you ran into? If I'm going to be honest, I don't do anything but record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's totally fine. does everything. So my lovely Alicia, um, my biz bestie, you know, she, she creates the graphics, she gets the transcripts, she edits the podcast. Um, she gets the podcast up on B- Buzzsprout. She gets everything together. Um, the only thing I do is record. And then on Tuesday mornings, because we have a time difference, I'll go on and publish the blog. Yep. But you still had to figure that out. I mean, I do. I I have help behind the scenes too, because there's things right that I, as I said, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have someone else (laughs) that's going to support me. We're going to work together on it. And and when you find that person or two people, it's actually wonderful. And that's, I have that situation where it's like, we work really well on the flow. um, But when they go on vacation, you do have to learn how to do some of the stuff. (laughs) I mean, I've had that where it was like, oh, wait, Oh, 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 right. I'm doing this now. Oh, okay. I need to, I, I need a little help. <laughs> right. I, mean, I think the other thing that was like and a challenge in of itself is just sometimes thinking of topics that, cause I want my podcast to be short and sweet. So I'm doing like 10 minutes and that's it. It's perfect. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to do interviews eventually. I think in the new year, I want to maybe do like one interview a month, maybe two, just because I don't think I'm going to have that enough to talk about by myself. Right. To be, quite, uh, to be honest. Um, they might be a bit longer, but it's just to, you know, getting that together and what do I want to say? How do I want to say it? Um, so I don't sound like a Mickey Mouse show as well, you know, investing in a really good mic, um, you know, all those things. Um, but I think the hardest thing is just sitting down and actually recording. I know it sounds silly and people go, well, Stephanie, you work at home, your kids are home all day. Like, what do you mean? It's so hard to sit down and record. It's really hard to sit down and record for me because it needs to be quiet. I can't have anyone in the house. Um, I don't want to mess up. I just want to record. And once I record, I'm like, that was awesome. I'm like, okay, I should record another episode now. Um, So my next challenge is going to be knocking out more than one podcast episode. So I have to have it done by Wednesday. So it's, you know, out by Tuesday, but I want to start recording more often, like maybe two or three a week. So then one week I don't have to record if I don't want to, I can, if I choose to. Um, But it's that, it's just kind of not fitting it into my business, but 
balancing making it. sure that I find the time. So I want Mondays to be my recording day, but then Monday, Tuesday became a shit show for a bunch of reasons. And I wasn't <laughs> able to record, you know, I I've been doing a lot of TV interviews and podcast interviews and all these things and I want to fit them in. Then I'm like, Oh crap, it's Wednesday. I didn't record my podcast. Episode. Right. Um, so I need to do that after this. And it's, it's, it's squeezing it in and making it a priority. Um, but once I do it, I feel great. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. Whether right. five people listen to it or 50 people or 100 people listen to it, I don't care. I just want to get it out there at this point. So I think that's, you know, it's a weird challenge to have, but I feel like other podcasters must feel the same way that it's just that initial, like, I got to record. Like, well, and that's the thing. And you're as you grow. I mean, that's the thing. So when I did my my personal journal stories, they were the same. They were shorter stories. They were just like life stories. And uh, I would batch record if I was like in a great mood. I would just batch record a bunch. And there was weeks where I had you know a bunch, and I just did once a week. And then when quarantine happened, and I started doing the quarantine stories. Um, that that was a little different because they were going to be a little bit longer, right? And I had to figure out, okay, how do I want to record and what do I want to do? I mean, when we recorded, I was recording in an, uh, in a closet, right? Now I'm out because I figured out, okay, my microphone, I, it, this is all good. Now a challenge is because my husband works at home now. He wasn't working for a lot of my podcast years. And so he would take the dogs. Now I have two sleeping dogs on a bed. Five minutes before, if you check your social media, I was literally on um, Instagram laughing because I was like, oh, I'm going live in five minutes and I have like two wild beasts going. So there's so many different things there that we encounter. But now that I do interviews and I have a calendar, I, I mean, I am booked out. Like I am good. Like, so I have like four episodes, five episodes that I think I've recorded this week. Next week I might do two, but I have them where I know I have that padding. Last year, what I did is I had so much padding that I would record with someone and they wouldn't go out for like five months because I had so much. Um, I had so much, I was recording like twice a day, um, Monday through Friday. <laughs> and I realized really quickly, oh, wow, I love this, but I need to pause because I have so much stuff. I also don't want to be spending that much money getting an editor to put like, you know, five episodes a week. So we kind of, we're like, okay, let's do two instead of one. And then we, as we ran through it, I was able to take the summer off of recording. Funny thing is though, I actually missed it. And I realized that a lot of times when I'm talking with people that are doing passion, you know, or, or in this space is what lights my fire. So it was also interesting being like, okay, now I know next summer, I want to at least record once a week. So it's a journey as we do this. I mean, as I said, I've been doing it since 2019 and I'm still finding the ups and ebbs and flows of what I'm doing and how I'm fitting in and, and when I'm doing it, right? Because I know, okay, I'm recording during the day, but like last night I was on fireside at 8 p.m. for a, a, someone else's show and I was so tired, but I was like, okay, I'm going to get this done because this is what I'm going to do. Again, I know recording at the end of the week is usually not as good. I'm way better in the beginning of the week. So again, it's all of those things that you find out. And I know everyone that's in the audience, the entrepreneurs, um, Shelby owns uh, Key Socks. James is you know, a uh, podcaster as well. Mark in the audience, who's going to be on? I think it's Mark, right? Is this Mark Champagne? I have to click on your... Um, yeah, uh, this is actually a, a different mark. So this is not the mark that I'm having, on, but hi, Mark. But so whatever anyone's business is, we all know that we have the ebbs and flows and and Kate and Stefan um, and Eric, right? There's things that we realize, okay, we have to find. And when we all of a sudden think that we're in it, it's just like when you have kids, right? You're like, oh, I got this. I got this stage my kid is in now. And then all of a sudden they change and you're like, what the hell? I just got good at figuring this out. <laughs> 
it's really like that with, with podcasting or any business. Like you're in your flow and you're like, okay, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden your flow gets a little rocky and you're like, what's happening? And you have to figure out a different flow. So I love that you've added it, but I also love what you said. And I think it's really important. And that's what I want people to hear is that you kind of made it a non-negotiable. You're like, I want to do this podcast. So I'm going to make it where I know I'm successful. I'm not just going to do two episodes and be like, okay, forget it. And that's exactly what I did on the podcast. I was like, I'm not, not doing this. I'm putting money into it. And I plan on having this go somewhere. I didn't know where it was going to go when I first started, but I was like, there's, this is non-negotiable every week I will be doing, you know, having an episode go out. So when you put that goal there, it's almost like it's like, it's almost fail proof, right? Unless you're really not meant to be doing it, you know, um, where like all of a sudden, every time you go to record, like there's a flood or natural disaster and you're like, holy crap, um, you're going to, you're going to do it. So I, you know, I appreciate you sharing that part of your story. And I think it's also, you know, on the flip side, if someone wants to start a podcast because they want to start a podcast and they don't have any idea what they're doing and they just start the podcast and it's going to be a hobby, that's also okay too. It's just for me personally, I knew that if I was going to put this much effort into it, it was going to have to have some sort of like ROI, right? But then there's like a lot of people are like, I'm just starting a podcast. Yeah, I have a business. I'm doing the podcast because I have a passion about something completely different. They start a podcast and then it might turn into a business or it might just stay as a hobby, right? There's a lot of hobby podcasters and that's okay too. Um, right. Just, I know for myself and other people I've spoken to, they're like, if I'm going to do this, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. It's, you know, if I'm putting this much, but some people like to just podcast and it's like you said, an outlet, a way to, to get your message out and, and to talk and it doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with your business. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, I think the whole, the outlet is a, such an important thing, the creative outlet, which I, you know, I teach in my workshop is finding your creative passion because so many people go through life and they just kind of go through it. Eh, life is okay. It's great. You know, I have my job. I don't love it. I don't really love this. I don't love that, but they just go through it. And I think I never want to do that. I want to be on fire. I want to have chaos. I want to have the ups and downs. And I know like for some people, they're like, oh my God, that sounds insane. But I enjoy that. I like, it really, it, it, it pushes me to be a better person where I know I am following something that is, it lights me a fire. Like whenever I do my interviews, I literally get off and I like skip down the stairs. And if my kids <laughs> or husband are around, they always will say, who did you interview now? What would you want to tell me? Because I'll be like, oh my gosh, you have to hear this story. Or, oh my gosh, you have to hear what this person did. Or I just learned about this from this guest. And it's what makes me excited. Okay. So I'm actually so excited that um, Sarah just jumped into the room. Sarah has the most amazing true crime podcast. Sarah Stephanie <laughs> was just saying the reason she is um, the founder of Good Girl Gone Green. And she has a podcast, Green Junkie podcast that she just started. And people have been telling her for a long time, she should have a podcast because she really has so much wonderful information and she has a great blog. And she said the reason why she started her podcast finally is she started listening to true crime podcasts. So Sarah has a bunch of shows on here. It's actually one of them is called Stop the Killing. Um, and it is right, Sarah, put your thumbs up if that's correct. It's Stop the Killing. And she and her co-host, she used to be uh, the ex-FBI, like uh, mass, you know, mass, and I'm going to say mass murderer, but that's, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> and I just had, <laughs> I just had Sarah on my podcast talking about how she started her first one. 
um, was her sister was conned. And so it was like this whole route, like, you definitely have to check this out. I know now you now you have your own podcast, so you're probably not as listening as many oh, no, in I the beginning. To, oh, you still I do. Still good. listen to my true crime. I good, go good. listening to it. <laughs> That's all I do. No, I love that. So you have to follow um, Sarah because, again, she's got some – she's a great host but also just has really great content. And when, when I say her Stop the Killing here, anytime that it's on, if I can jump in, it's really fascinating because of her and Catherine, who is her co-host, how they talk about – what we can do in a mass murder, like in a mass uh, gun situation, like a mass, um, what is it? Why can't I think of the word? It's mass murder. It's not mass murder, but you know what I mean. Um, just like mass killing. Thank you. Um, there, Sarah, Sarah's saying something. And um, it is just so, it's, it's really fascinating. I think you'll enjoy it. But I was excited to have you on Fireside because as I said, we've had, we, we met on another, another platform, which we, we won't, we won't mention, but we <laughs> met on another platform. And then I had you as a guest on your next stop. And, um, and as you know, we've been following each other and seeing each other. I was like, you know what, once I got on fireside and then I saw you start the podcast, uh, I was like, all right, you know what? I need, I need, um, Stephanie to come in here to kind of just see what this is about. Do you mind if I ask anyone in the audience, if they want to jump up and ask a question or if they want to, um, you know, ask a question down here, if any of you guys have anything that you want to add, um, please feel free. This is what, again, with Fireside is, is cool because people can can join in the conversation if, if we want and then um, also can kind of listen and um, and talk about it. But, but thank you guys for joining. And I love, um, again, I love this platform for new podcasters to see kind of what this is all about, what, you know, this platform is about and how it is different than some of the other ones, but also how you can really just have your podcast on here and make it into a live show and, um, and, and get the, the interaction from the guest. But no, I'm just glad that I was able to have you on here kind of just to check out this platform and see what it's about and kind of get the audience interaction and, um, and, you know, see what it's all about. But so if you can leave, I would love, uh, cause I know you need to go record. So I would love to leave the show just kind of with, Three things that you, and it, it could also have to do with your blog, but like three things in your business, right? That I'm going to have you do three things that you would love to have done different. And then three things that you were spot on. I know that's kind of putting you on the spot, but, and it doesn't have to be, <laughs> it doesn't have to be three, but like some things that really like first come to your mind that you're like, yes, I always did that correctly. And I was proud of that. Or, oh no, I started this and I was like, shit, I need to change that pretty quickly. Um, I think... Okay, I'm not muted. Okay. I think for me, my first thing that I wish I would have done differently was Instagram. I got on the app like right when it started, um, but I didn't know, like I think nobody knew what to do on it. Right. (laughs) And then I I didn't really learn how to use social media properly at the beginning. So I wish I would have kind of invested at the beginning a little bit more on Instagram and used it for my business a lot more at the beginning. not that you can't be successful now on any social media platform. I think I would have just been further ahead. So that's like one thing I wish I would have done differently is Instagram. And second, I wish I would have stayed on Twitter <laughs> longer. I'm back on now, but I was right. like doing so well on Twitter for the longest time. So it's, I guess it's around social media. I wish I would have just um, invested more in Instagram and would have taken the time to learn it a bit more at the beginning versus waiting so long um, right. to learn about to be- learn about social media. Um and one thing I feel like I did write in my business, um, I feel like when it comes to my podcast, like I feel like I'm doing this pretty correctly. 
Um, I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't look at numbers or anything because I know that just discourages me, but I know that I ha- my podcast has the potential to do really, really good. Um, and I think I've done that. I think I've taken the right steps um, to launch my podcast correctly. Of course, there's like a million other things going through my head of like, I could have done this instead or this, but I think <laughs> at a minimum or I did what needed to be done. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I launched it and that was number one, and, but I launched it in a good way. Um, and I also think one thing that I've done, I can't take all the credit for it, but is PR. I never saw the value of like anything public relations, um, getting on TV, getting on radio, getting on other people's podcasts. I didn't see that value right away. Right. Um, and I recently, well, recently in April, I hired someone to do PR for me and it has been insane. And I've met so many people. It's opened so many doors for so many things. Since April, I've probably been on like 50 different TV shows, 50 like TV segments. I've been, right. on, like, I've been on podcasts, like different radio shows and all these things. And I feel like DIYing it, I thought about it. DIYing my own PR, like sending pitches to, you know, TV stations sounded okay. But I was like, I feel like it's going to be a lot of work. And not that I right. don't want to take on a lot of work, but it is a lot of work. And so I ended up hiring a PR, you know, uh, people, my PR besties, I call them, and they're phenomenal. And after seeing what they do, I'm like, this is a full-time job. If I literally right. had to send pitches out to different TV stations across the US and Canada, and then the back and forth of organizing a time, that's all I would do. Right. That would, that's all I would do. So I feel like when I when it came to PR, when I was in a position where I could afford to pay for PR, that I did it correctly. Because I think if I would have DIY'd it, I know people DIY PR and it works great for them. And congratulations, super happy for you that you are able to do that. But my schedule would not right. <laughs> allow me to do that. So I think that's one thing that I'm super proud of that I was like, you know what? It's going to cost a crap, like it costs a lot of money, but the return is going to be great. And they're going to do it a hundred times better than me, like a hundred times better than me. But I also love what you just said. Um, and welcome, Colleen. How are you? Um, I love what you said that it was that you it was you kind of waited until though it was the right moment that you were able to financially do it, right? So you started your business, you were able to kind of grow it and then be like, okay, this is the next step. Because I feel like a lot of times, sometimes when uh, people, entrepreneurs are starting a business, they either don't do enough, right? They, they're they like working hard, working hard, working hard, and they just never get that, like that little missing piece. And sometimes they give up because it's like, ugh. Or they try to do it all at once and throw all of this money in and then they're not getting the return because it takes a while to get return, right? So, I mean, it's not, some people it takes a little longer, others it takes, you know, a little shorter, but it's still, you're not going to make money and be profitable day one. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's not going to happen. So you do have to put some of the work in. So I love that you kind of said you waited until it was the right time and then that just felt good. It was like, okay, I'm putting this this investment into this and this feels good and right. So I love that. Yeah. And I think, you know, I saw the power of media. I saw what it's done for other people's businesses. And again, like the podcast, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. So that's why I waited. That's why I tried to DIY it. And when I started doing it, I'm like, I don't even know who to send pitches to. Right. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I said, so when I'm in a position where I can drop the money, I'm going to get someone else to do it because it just doesn't make sense for me to do it. I, I, I'm not a PR person. <laughs> like, right. People know. go to school for that. I mean, there's, right. there's and, training, right? Yeah. 
and obviously like you can do it yourself. Don't get me wrong. I know people that are successful doing it, but like it is a lot of work because the back and forth emails I get with my PR people, I can only imagine what they have behind the scenes as well. Right. Like, right. Um, so that, that's one thing I feel like I did well. And I think as my business grew and as it, like I matured as an entrepreneur and as my business matured is when I realized that, you know, if I'm going to start something, yes, you know, it's, it's the cliche, like start before you're ready, like all that fluff stuff. And that's great. Like some stuff, yes, start before you're ready, just jump in and do it. But there's some stuff you might want to be, have your ducks lined up. And for me, the podcast was have your ducks lined up for the PR. It was like, have your ducks lined up. It'll be a smoother process. And then there's other stuff I might just randomly do to test out and it's really off the cuff. But I think there is part of your business that has to have intent behind it and, and, you know, like be intentional with it, with what you're doing um, when it comes to your business. And one thing also, I think I'm, I'm glad I did was I got introduced to like entrepreneurship. I was a social worker before worked in women's shelters, uh, worked with, um, you know, uh, women vic- uh, victims of uh, violence um, you know, children, you know, get, you know, I worked, um, a social worker with child protective services, all that stuff. So I was never the one on stages wanting to speak, wanting to be in front of people, all that stuff. I was just like, I'm a social worker, hard work. Yes. And and there's times that I miss it. And so I never thought of being an entrepreneur. Like it didn't ever cross my mind. I'm like, no, I'm a social worker. I go to work every day and I come home and drink water and drink kombucha and like call it a day, you know, like it never like dawned on me that there was something else out there. And so when I started my blog is when I was like, oh, I could work at home and make money. And so that led me to meeting so many different people, other bloggers. And my first real dab into like entrepreneurship was network marketing, right? So that's how I really like I started my blog and yes, I was connecting with people. I wasn't making a ton of money. And then I was introduced to network marketing early on. And I think for me, I'm glad I did. I was introduced to network marketing because it enabled me to, you know, make really like good money in network marketing, which was able to fuel my act, like my passion business of good girl gone green. And so, you know, had I not got into network marketing, who knows, maybe I would still be here. Maybe, um, I never would have went back to work after my kids were born. Who knows? But I'm glad that transition happened because it enabled me to really dive into like running a business, but like not owning the products and like not having to ship them. So I think I did that right in that sense, because I feel like I talked to so many entrepreneurs and they're like, yeah, I started out in network marketing. And I'm like, I think a lot of people do. I started out. I started out in network marketing. I actually didn't. I don't think we talked about this on our episode because I didn't know that you did. I was going to literally Instagram you later and be like, what (laughs) what was this? I don't remember this part. Yeah. I started out in network marketing as well. And it was a good company and it it helped exactly what you did. It helped fuel me starting this. And like, I'm still making, you know, I don't have to say how much money, obviously, but I still make a really good amount of money in that network marketing company. Um, But I'm really glad that that was like my kind of my stepping stone into it. And like, you know, Juliet, like you're saying, like, I think, I think I, I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs. So like I started in network marketing and it enabled me to make some money and then decide if this is what I want to continue doing or do I want to do something else or do I want to do both? You know what I mean? And right. it, I think it is a great stepping stone for a lot of people because you're kind of, you know, you're running your own business, 
but you don't have to ship anything, you know, and, and you're, and you're learning about leadership. You're learning how right. to manage it, like not manage, but you know what I mean? Like help run a team together. You're there to inspire people. You're there to, you know, give people confidence and, and teach people how to, you know, share the product or sell the product. So I think it's a really great stepping stone. And I've, I've spoken, like I said, to a lot of entrepreneurs, like, yeah, I started in network marketing and I, I think that's great. I think it's, you know, some people stay in it and that's how they, their career path goes. But, um, Right. Others pivot. Cause that's why I like kind of ran to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done with this and I'm going to pivot. And, you know, I stayed in a, a smaller amount and then pivoted to here, but I, you're right. I learned so much stuff about business and entrepreneurship and, and, um, I mean, team building, it was, it was really wonderful. I mean, I have to say, especially if you have a, a good company, there's ones out there that, you know, that's what people always have like the bad, there's so many good ones out there. And really as a stay at home mom, it was a perfect, perfect for me. Like I could run my own business hours. I was inspired. You know, it was exciting. I got to travel. I mean, it was, it was, it was cool. So I totally hear you. And I love, um, you know, how you have pivoted, but I also love, and you know, as I said, I think we, I have to look at the date episode again, guys, it's episode 74 with your next stop where you can hear Stephanie's whole story. Um, but it, it, seeing you grow from where you were even just eight or nine months ago is re- it's been really fun. You know, it really has. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you for joining, um, you know, Fireside and your next uh, stop with, you know, YNS Live. And we'll definitely keep doing these as you keep coming up with new things, because I'm sure like <laughs> there's going to be books and, and other stuff that you're going to be doing. <laughs> so guys... I was going to say, I have to get a little more comfortable with Fireside and, and figure this app out a little bit more. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk behind the scenes. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'll get you back in here. <laughs> you guys, you'll be seeing Stephanie again. But thank you guys for, again, joining YNS Live and um, for joining the show and being a part of it. All right, Stephanie, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye.